calling out all video gamers. If you're into video games, you're in luck. We bring you Zero Degrees, a podcast that brings both together just for you. So whether you're a hardcore gamer, someone who works in the gaming industry, or a casual gamer who enjoys the hobby, we've got it all here. Get updated on all the latest gaming news, analyze the ins and outs of your favorite games, or have a laugh with people who like games too. Tune in to Zero Degrees. My name is Will, back with another episode of the Zero Degrees Podcast. Today I want to talk about something that I've noticed over the past few years, but it's actually increasingly gotten worse. And I want to talk about Microsoft and Xbox. Yeah, I get it. I know. It's my preferred platform. I love it. But I do love PlayStation. I do love Nintendo and PC. Not so much PC, I don't game on PC, but I am a big fan of consoles in general. But what I want to talk about specifically around the Microsoft slash Xbox brand is why so much hate? Why is there so much disdain specifically for Xbox? And I'm confused by this. I'm confused because Xbox as a recent maybe like two, three years, maybe a little more than that, they've been making a lot of pro-consumer choices and moves. And if you were to listen to the fandom, you would notice that there's a lot of hate towards Xbox. And some of the things that those same fans applaud Sony for, if Microsoft were to behave in a similar fashion, the Xbox brand would be lauded, condemned, and a whole bunch of negativity surrounding it. And even people who speak up against it or just mention it, they are hounded and they're just called upon names and this, that, and the third. And my goal is not to defend Microsoft because I don't hold Microsoft's water in it. Microsoft may care about gaming in general as a holistic from a holistic point of view but Microsoft or Xbox doesn't care about me specifically and so I don't owe it to Microsoft to defend them but what I do want to understand is what is the reason behind the vitriol like why it doesn't make sense to me so for instance there are anti-consumer moves that Sony will do such as Sony was staunchly against um, cross-platform play and crickets crickets and I thought this would be good for consumers hey you want to play with your friends but you guys don't have the same platform or hardware why should that be a limitation why should one Basically, organization want to lock you in from playing with your friends. And, you know, growing up, that's how it always was. But I understand the the need for cross-platform play. It just makes sense. And Sony's stance on it felt very anti-consumer. But to be honest with you, when you watch that specifically, the negative backlash that Sony faced for that was minimal to be quite frank, very minimal. 
Sony would pay for time exclusives for its console and no one would bat an eyelash literally and I'm not saying that's a neg positive as a positive or negative I'm just looking at specifically the behavior and the way that the community responds to those behaviors and it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like the the response that the community provides is equal or fair and I'm hope I hope that I'm making sense because I just want to make sure that I'm clear on my point I'm not defending nor passing judgment on either Microsoft or Sony but I'm just looking at the reaction of the gaming community the fans and even the media at large in terms of how they respond to each organization's behavior within the market and it just it's perplexing and so if we shift over to Xbox where Xbox launch in 2013, I believe, the Xbox One, bundled with the Connect 2.0. Now, I bought it day one, day and date, right? I had the day one edition because I'm, I'm a fan. But the way that the messaging around the Xbox One was handled was terrible. And Sony, for the PS4, in the way that they responded and took advantage of Microsoft's um, fumbling of the messaging was genius but it looks like and it felt as though ever since the Xbox One there's just been this concerted disdain for Xbox and personally I still don't understand it yes they made a colossal error in terms of their marketing in terms of the packaging in terms of how everything in general is handled for the Xbox One but a lot of things have changed. They've changed leadership. They've changed ideology. They've course corrected. And what I feel is, what I feel the community is not giving Xbox is the opportunity or the second chance to redeem itself, right? Because as we look at this current gen, which, which is the Xbox Series X and Series S respectively, and prior to that with the Xbox One X under the leadership of Phil Spencer, they've done quite a bit to course correct some of the things that have stumbled them in the previous um, generation. And so a lot of things they had to walk back, you know, DRM. Well, the world wasn't ready for DRM. DRM exists today, but in the way in which it was messaged, it was poorly messaged, similarly to, you know, Halo 5, but we won't even get to that. However, they've course corrected a lot of those things and made a lot of pro-consumer choices. And it seems as though the community wants Xbox to fail. They want a whipping boy uh, of, of sorts. And it just doesn't make sense. I know I'm saying that a lot, that it doesn't make sense, but literally, I don't understand the reason why they want Xbox to fail. Because it, what we want is a market in which there is competition. And when there's competition, it's good for the consumer. It's neither good that Xbox fails at a point where Sony succeeds to a point where Sony no longer feels the threat from Xbox. It's not good for the consumer. Now Sony can basically have a control of the market of sorts. And, you know, 
basically do some anti-consumer things that wouldn't be we wouldn't enjoy and vice versa we don't want microsoft to have a control controlling state where they can do you know unscrupulous things what i'm saying is that in terms of market share in terms of competition it is always good for the consumer never the other way around furthermore we see a lot more of the difference in how the media and the fandom reacts to Microsoft and Sony. For instance, when Sony purchased Insomniac, wonderful studio, amazing, right? They did the Spider-Man franchise and, you know, they're, they're well-ran studio, you know, great development on the Spider-Man game. People loved it. It was great. No one thought that it was a monopoly or anything of that nature. But now let's flip it over to Microsoft. Microsoft's response to the criticism, rightfully so, the criticism that it has no games and that it's a shooter box and its library of games lack diversity. And therefore, in order to respond to those true criticisms, it takes a long time and a lot of money to build a studio from scratch and build new IPs that may or may not work. And it takes a lot of time. And so what they have done, Microsoft, was basically invested in its platform by acquiring studios which they believe aligns with their strategic goals. And so what they've done was answer the question that there are no games on the Xbox platform and there's no diversity and there's nothing to look forward to. So now all of a sudden, when we look at these acquisitions, as shocking as they are, can't say that they're not, you talk about ZeniMax, then you have Activision Blizzard, um, you have Ninja Theory, so on, and there's quite a bit of studios under the Xbox studio brand. There's a lot. But now everyone wants to say that Oh, it's a monopoly and it's not right and da 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 da. But when Sony was behave was was behaving in a specific way, there was not much criticism. Now I do understand. I am not a big fan of consolidation within the games industry. But once again, this is not a criticism on Sony or Microsoft, but it's basically a criticism on how the fandom and the media respond to the behavior of each organization. That's really what I want to point out. And so even after Microsoft closes the Activision Blizzard deal, they will still be third, the third largest in the gaming sector. They won't beat Sony because Sony is second. And so what I'm trying to understand, at least logically, where is the monopoly? And why was that not an issue prior when Sony has all these studios under its banner and also making these anti-consumer decisions and locking in games on its platform specifically? There was literally no criticism. But if Xbox and Microsoft were to behave that same way, the criticism would be wrong, heard around the world twice. So my only question is this. 
is the hatred for Xbox because it, well, no, okay, let me reframe that. Is the hatred for Xbox due to its due to the fact that it's Microsoft? And is the true hatred for Xbox or is it Microsoft as an organization? Because we need to, and I would like to understand at least whether or not if the hatred is specifically because of how large the organization is or is it because of what they've done? Because people can make mistakes, but also people can try to rectify them. There was not a lot of complaints for Microsoft in the 360 era, at least that I can remember. That was the, in my opinion, the golden, the golden era of gaming for Microsoft. That was such an amazing platform, minus the Red Ring of Death, but that was a very great platform. And I enjoyed so many wonderful gaming sessions and hours on that platform. Now, I can't say that I had the same experience on the Xbox One as I did on the 360, but I still would like to understand whether or not if the hatred that people have was because of how they messaged it, messaged the, the Xbox One, and they just can't get over it, meaning we understand that they fumbled through that message and people were mad and that you couldn't share your games and it always had to be online, but they've backwalked all of those things. And so what what is the reason that there's still hatred? You know, why? Help me to understand because I truly don't. And not only that, has Microsoft not done a lot of good to try to turn things around? turn their perception, their image around with a lot of pro-consumer choices. Game Pass, in my opinion, is very pro-consumer. It's amazing. But I don't want to talk about Game Pass. I want to talk about whether or not Microsoft has done enough. And what I'm thinking, based on how the fandom and the media is re reacts to everything that Microsoft does, is that clearly we have not forgiven Microsoft for the Xbox One and we are still mad and I kind of feel like the way that we're mad is like you know an ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend who cheated on you you've moved on but every time you see him or her you still get mad because we haven't forgiven that person that's what I liken to liken this to I only say that because how long is long enough you know, how long are we going to even be mad? We've moved on. We're in a new generation. You know, that Microsoft that we knew and Xbox that we knew back in 2013 in the Xbox One era, that Microsoft does not exist today. It's a completely new Microsoft. And I think that we should give them the benefit of the doubt based on their track record for the past few years. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't hold them accountable when their, when their criticism needs to be applied, because I think we need to hold all organizations accountable. However, I think in the way that we typically respond, we should ease off a little bit, because I think they've done a lot to try to gain favor with the public with a lot of its decision. I don't know, guys. You guys let me know what you think. 
um, minus all the rah-rah. Like I said, I'm not into the console war nonsense. I think the console wars is just free advertisement for both sides. And I'm not willing to give them that. However, a discussion around, you know, facts and things that we see, I think it merits our time. I think it's a wonderful conversation to have if we can keep all the emotions and the fanboyism out of it. If we can talk about facts in a civil ma- civil manner, I think it's a conversation worth having. Anyways, guys, you let me know what you think, and I'll see you next time. Calling out all video gamers. If you're into video games, you're in luck. We bring you Zero Degrees, a podcast that brings both together just for you. So whether you're a hardcore gamer, someone who works in the gaming industry, or a casual gamer who enjoys the hobby, we've got it all here. Get updated on all the latest gaming news, analyze the ins and outs of your favorite games, or have a laugh with people who like games too. Tune in to Zero Degrees.